I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness episode number 82. Today, we talk about how to stop being a serial dieter and finding success by abandoning the downward spiral of costly go-nowhere diets. It's time to get happy with yourself on another life-changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Welcome, everyone, to another great episode. Before we begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is Nathalie Bostros, a certified health coach and author who brings us her story of being a serial dieter that became a profession when she moved to New York and gained 40 pounds in a year. But during her journey, she discovered that life is not all about losing the weight, but about being happy and healthy. And the Bon Vivant Girl lifestyle was born. So by foregoing all diets and focusing on believing in herself and the things that made her truly joyful, she became happier and more fulfilled day by day. She even shed her weight in the process. And she is here to share her story in hopes that others will find the same success by abandoning that downward spiral of costly go-nowhere diets. And her book, If You Are What You Eat, Should I Eat a Skinny Girl? is the ultimate anti-diet health and lifestyle guide, which is full of tips to be a happier, healthier you. So let's welcome my guest today, Nathalie Bostros. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. I am too. I have been reading your book. Uh, I absolutely love it. Um, and I say that because uh, your humor comes out uh, so well, and it's almost like you're bringing ourselves out into the journey with you. And as I'm reading the book, I'm thinking, oh, I've done that. I've made that mistake. <laughs> and I'm thinking, is this book about me? And I think everyone who reads your book can absolutely relate to your journey. And uh, I'm absolutely kind of surprised because you've you've been all over the world. I mean, you were born in Lebanon. You were uh, re- you've lived in Turkey, raised in Switzerland. So you've been everywhere. Yeah. And so what? I mean, how in the world did you end up with? Um, I don't want to say a weight problem, but was it more just a, an insecurity of some sort? Well, I think the, the the first reason is I'm a woman, and all women I have always problems with their weight. Either they're too skinny or they're too fat. There's always a problem with with us women, mainly. I mean, with everyone, but with women as well. But me, I think it started at boarding school when all my girlfriends, you know, my roommates and my girlfriends there, they were trying to lose weight. I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I have to lose weight too because it's the fashion. So I started there. Like my my profession of serial dieters started when I was. 10 at boarding school in Switzerland. Wow. At 10 years old. So was that, yeah. was that difficult? Was, re- was it, was that difficult for you uh, growing up as a teenager? No, because like I was doing it at the beginning. I wasn't, I was not fat. I mean, I was not skinny. I was not fat. I was just a regular kid, but I was like, okay, everybody is doing before going to vacation. I will eat like, you know, two apples or two um, yogurts and I will like try to lose weight. When you think today, I have the same weight that I had when I was ten years old. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's like now, you know, it's 
yeah, I wasn't like bad. Like I did, I wasn't in a bad state, but I was, I wanted to do like the others. And then slowly when I grew up, I started to see all those magazines and everything. And there I started to do all the diets. But it was always, you know, it was nothing unhealthy until I moved to New York, to be very honest. Because it was always a, you know, little diet there and here and there. But when I moved to New York and I gained those 40 pounds, I got obsessed. And there I... I, I did well, horrible is, things. <laughs> well, well, there's something that, that you really brought out in the book. And, and to me, it's summed up uh, all of us that have ever been on a diet. And you wrote a, a, almost like a, a little short little breakup letter saying, you know, <laughs> dear, dear diet, I'm getting bored with you and I cheat on you. And I'm thinking <laughs> that is so true. But at the same time, you also listed all of these diets that you've tried. You, you did every single one of them. Yes, you lose weight, but none of them are a lifestyle. They're literally the dirty four letter word diet. And how did you exactly. get to, how did you get to the point of actually being happy with yourself? Well, I mean, as you said, all those diets, you know, they will start at the beginning because like, of course, I wanted to lose weight very fast. And uh, let's be honest, we don't gain the weight in a, in a night. So we cannot lose it in a day or in three days with eating uh, three carrots per day. And it was kind of what I was trying to do. When I said, like, I want to extreme diet, I was injecting myself with pregnancy hormones, HCG diet. Oh, yeah, I mean, been there. I, I was like literally <laughs> every day stabbing myself with a needle. You know, it's like I was to that extent and every diet will at the beginning will kind of like make me lose a few pounds and I will gain back everything and even more. So one day I said, you know what, you have to stop this insanity. And finally, I watched a TV show where it was about body image and they put all these women, you know, uh, they, they help them to get dressed. They, they show them how to love themselves. And then the last part of the show it, they put a naked picture of them taken by a photographer, obviously, um, in Times Square. And then, like, how people react to the picture and all the reactions are positive. So I said, you know what? Let me not get on the show yet, but let me do it my own way. So I decided to put myself in front of my mirror naked every day and try to find one bit of my body that I like. And every day, I mean, at the beginning, it was horrible because I felt that I was a monster. <laughs> but slowly, slowly, I was like, oh, actually, I'm not that bad. And this helped me to start my journey about less focusing on the food, more focusing on myself to be happy. Well, when you started focusing on those things that made you happy, then it actually went towards you losing weight, but you were losing weight naturally, but you stayed happy at the same time. You weren't depriving yourself. So what are some of the tips that you can share with us that that helped you to be happy, but at the same time, you were able to reach, uh, let's say, a weight goal without it uh, overcoming your whole life? Yes. I think, like, first of all, like the big mistake that we all do, we think that when we're going to lose the weight, we're going to be happy. I mean, if that was true, all the skinny person in the people in this world will be happy people, which is not the reality. So we have to stop, you know, putting the happiness at the end of the diet. We have to start it by, we have to start by being happy now and then everything will come. But, and the first step for me was to love and accept myself because like I was, you know, when I was on all those diets, 
I was in one of one of the most exciting cities in the world, and I wouldn't go out. And I will blame everyone, everything, because my friends will go out. They will be thinner, but they will eat. If I go out, I couldn't eat. I would like look at them. I'm like, no, this is not me. So by accepting myself and loving myself, that was like the first step. And then the second step that I did is like stop listening to everyone because there is something called bioindividuality. One's diet can be by poison. So I, I had enough of listening my friend's diet at work that wouldn't work for me. So that was the second step too, to stop listening and just to listen to myself and to see what is good and what is bad for me. <laughs> Sorry, to be able to do that, I started to write a food journal. I mean, everybody talks about food journals. It's great. But my food journal, it was food and mood. So I will write, let's say in the morning, I'm eating an apple or I'm eating eggs, scrambled eggs. Great. And then uh, at 10, let, if I eat a piece of chocolate, why am I eating that piece of chocolate? Is it because I'm bored? Is it because it's on the table? Or is it because like my, my colleague is having one? So I would like write everything and then at the end of the week, I will check what was the reason why I ate those bad foods. See, and, that to, and then well, slowly become, yeah. Well, that, me. that to Sorry. me, you know, that, no, that to me was one of the strongest points in the very beginning of your book. And no one, I've never seen anyone do a food journal where you, in, where they included their mood. And and you did that, and and it rang uh, very strong to me because of the fact that you know I can be eating based on mood, I can eat based on boredom, uh, I can eat yeah. based on stress, and I think that is very important for all of us to realize that if we do this type of food journal that you suggest, we will see much greater success. And we can also break down, well, in a way, kind of being our own psychotherapist in a way, to break down as to why we reached for the wrong food uh, based on how we're feeling. And uh, I just love it because it's so powerful. But at the same time, it opens up a whole new outlook on for us to really uh, beat the whole uh, yo-yo dieting thing. Exactly. And, you know, it's like by knowing what – and then – some, some people, they're like, they don't want to write. I'm like, don't show it to me. Write it. Keep it to yourself. I don't need to see it. Because, like, when, for example, when we cook, and then there's another thing by noting all these. When we cook, we don't, we, 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 we nibble while we cook. So we have to add all these little details, too. You know, like, I, I had, like, three pieces of cheese. Why you had those cheese? Because, like, it's not, not, it's not in your recipe that you're cooking. It's because it was... In the fridge. So this is what I call seafood. If you you don't want to like eat stuff that you don't you know that are not good for you, don't buy them. If you see them, you'll eat them. I mean, it's, this is my case, the seafood diet. <laughs> no, I agree with that, and and I think all of us uh, that are dealing with these issues need to remember uh, first of all, clean out your refrigerator, clean out your pantry of all of the unhealthy foods, and when you go to the store, make sure you make the choice not to rebuy those things because a lot of people, I think when you mentioned mood, we also go to the grocery store and shop based on mood sometimes, or we're, we're shopping and we're hungry and moody and we end up buying things that we just threw away to, you know, to start exactly. over. 
And then so it becomes this vicious cycle we, we can't escape. No, it's true. And like, we, sh- we should never go shopping, grocery shopping when we're hungry, to be honest, <laughs> because like, that's like the dangerous zone, you know? Oh, yeah. But also, when we, I mean, I'm not saying in my book, uh, when you read it, you can see that I'm not saying don't eat this, don't eat that. Eat everything. Because I think like the minute that we're going to forbid something, we want to eat it. It's why we keep cheating on diets, because like on the diets, like there's so many restrictions you cannot eat. On some of them, no carbs, no this, no that. For me, you have to eat a bit of everything. But just prioritize the good, healthy stuff. And if you want to eat chocolate, I mean, chocolate is not bad. But I mean, even a Snicker bar, eat it. But just before eating it, eat some fruit. And then if you still want, eat the Snicker bar. And with time, <laughs> you'll see that your 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 taste buds will, will appreciate the fruit more than the Snicker bar. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Now, in your book, you have a chapter called when was your last snackident what is that <laughs> you know it's when you want to a snackident is when you say okay let me have a little piece of chocolate and you you end up eating two uh, two big bo- um, tablets of chocolate and chips and all of the above <laughs> you know all those little things that you have in your pantry it's why you have to have your pantry quite empty I mean, not quite empty, but filled with good stuff. And also, I hate, for example, those little snack boxes, you know, snack packages of cookies, where they says like it's hundred calorie and there is like five mini cookies in it. Come on, like who who's gonna be done with five cookies? Sugar, <laughs> it's like it's an addictive food. I mean, like when I buy those, I eat the whole pack where there's inside ten little snacks, so it's five hundred calories. There you go. <laughs> Well, exactly. It's like you just can't eat one Oreo and leave the other ones in the package because they're so addictive. And so how do we, well, let me ask you this one because, you know, so let's say we end up with a snack in our life. How can we recover (laughs) and get rid of the guilt so we can move forward? Well, the guilt, (laughs) it's always the guilt. The guilt is always there. I think there is nothing to do. You know, some people, they think that because they had a snack, snack accident, they have to like starve their, themselves for three days. That's ridiculous. Just go back to your regular life and then learn from your mistake. And for the next time, you know, don't buy the whole pack. Just go and buy, I don't know, like one little piece of good chocolate or good snack and eat it. You know, buy just the quantity that you want to eat. It's what I do. If I have a craving, I'm not saying that I'm eating healthy every single day. But if I have a craving, I just go and buy that piece, eat it with joy, and then I'm done. Well, I like that. Now, you have a chapter in your book called, Does a Healthy Pantry Include Wine, Chocolate, and Cheese? So how do we... Of course it does. (laughs) It does. (laughs) Well, actually, it sounds like all three of them go together extremely well. But like you said... (laughs) Exactly. and And I guess... And so how does one... Not everybody's a wine drinker, but for those who are, we know that it converts to sugar very rapidly. Uh, So do you only uh, choose wine and chocolate and cheese for certain occasions or do you, you know, maybe keep it down to once a week? Uh, The wine is, I I cannot say, I mean, I think, you know, I'm a bon vivant girl and my whole 
process is like to enjoy life. If you're going to enjoy a glass of wine, just enjoy it. But don't drink wine every day. Like don't drink a bottle of wine every day. Everything in moderation, obviously. But what I say is like whenever you drink alcohol, it's like per one glass of alcohol, at least one glass of water. And wow. it will, you know, it will help. And believe me, at the end, you have like so much water in your body that you don't drink anymore. <laughs> and I always like <laughs> cheat with my little, I have always my little cheats. For example, um, I, on my white wine, I put ice. So it's like, it, it's like diluted. So it's not that much alcohol, that much sugar. I always like play around when I'm out. But if I want to really drink a good glass of wine or two, I'm just enjoying it. Well, very, very true. Let me ask you this. What are some of the tips that you want women to follow in order to change their outlook and to begin to truly love and respect themselves? I think women really, like as I was telling before, they should love and accept themselves. If they gain weight, okay, it happens. They should not think, oh my God, I'm so horrible. They should just say, you know what? There's more of me to love. Try to turn everything to positive. And if you don't accept yourself, nobody will accept it. In my, at the beginning of my journey, after, you know, all these like failed diets and I started to work on myself and I started to look at myself naked in the mirror, for example, I hadn't lost one gram at the beginning. But when I was out, people were like, did you lose weight? Because like, I was in peace with myself. So I think we have to start from there. We have to start to accept and be in peace for, for, with ourselves to be able to go on in our lives and in, in, on, a, on a healthier person. And again, it's like weight, okay. I know that we're all obsessed about the numbers, but we're not wearing our weight on our front, you know? Just I, I agree with be that. Healthy. Well, yeah, because, you know, the thing that I was learning as I was reading your book is to first accept where you're at right now, be happy with yourself. You didn't gain the weight overnight. You're not going to lose it overnight. And I think a lot of the frustration with so many people, especially women when they are dieting, is that they want to lose all this weight very quickly so that they believe that they're going to be happy at the end of losing that weight. But at the same time, losing the weight is a journey. So within that journey, there's going to be ups and downs. And if there's a downtime, then the guilt comes in. It seems to slow down their own journey, which they're trying to speed up at the same time. And overall, they just end up being unhappy. And so I, that's just, this is one of the reasons why I think your book is probably my favorite lifestyle book that focuses in a way uh, on weight loss, but in, in a healthy manner, because you're addressing all of these issues that we have, but we don't know how to address and we don't know how to overcome them. And your book answers every one of those questions. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> That's a great compliment, <laughs> but it's like, it's, I mean, it's, it's a really great compliment, but it's true. It's like, I mean, I don't like, like the word diet. Obviously diet is diet. I prefer the word lifestyle because like we have to live our life in a way we cannot like be on. I used to be, you know, like the, I, I call them black periods and the sparkling periods. You know, on my black periods, I was in diet on diet and the sparkling period. I will like party, drink, eat, and then like again go back to dark with my black period. So like we should banish all of that and we should have a bon vivant lifestyle, which is like a well living lifestyle. 
Not now, punishing us, not cutting and everything, but eating intelligently. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, let me ask you this. What do you mean by hungry for happy? Hungry for happy, it's, again, we're always, when I was telling you about people who are trying to lose weight and thinking that when they're going to lose weight, they're going to be happy, it's, it's not true. Actually, they're not hungry. They, they don't want to be they won't be happy when they'll be skinny. They have to be happy now. So I think we're all hungry for happiness, not hungry for food, not hungry for ambitions, not hungry for this promotion. We're just hungry for happy. And we don't know it yet. And instead of trying to put a goal and then get there, we have to start working on ourselves and being happy without any goal attached to it. And then we can accomplish anything we want in life. See, I agree with that. And it's kind of funny that we're talking about this because just today I was reading about the spirit of joy, where we're supposed to have joy every day, supposed to have joy in all things, not based on our circumstances. Even if we're having a slightly bad day, we need to find and have joy. And your book brings out the fact that we need to be happy with ourselves right now and not put the word happy in with our situation, our circumstance. It needs to be separated. We need to be happy no matter what. And then we work. And then those areas in which we want to change, we need to take those steps, the right steps. And just remember, it's a daily process. And eventually we're going to get to the place where we want to be possibly physically. We want to be uh, skinnier. I believe, uh, but at the same time, we're not going to be uh, have guilt throughout the journey. And once we get to the finish line, you know, we don't want to be stressed out trying to stay there either, which I see that a lot of people do. A lot of women, of course, once, well, yeah, once they get their goal, then they're stressed out trying to maintain it. And then, like, they try to find another goal. They're like, and then they, it's never enough. They want to get even skinnier. And then they look like zombies. I mean, like when I see a very, very skinny person, I'm not jealous. I want to give them food. <laughs> like eat something, smile a little. Yeah it's, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's almost like seeing a fit person at the gym and you're like, okay, you reach your goal. Get out of here. And, um, exactly. yeah, you know, I, I am more inspired by seeing an overweight person running through the park, tr you know, trying to exercise than I'm seeing the one that's completely fit and they're just doing it with ease. They don't inspire me. I want to see the one that's trying from square one. That to me inspires me. So now tell us uh, yeah. what, yeah. So what do you do today to stay healthy and happy? Well, I, I mean, like, it's not like only in file. I, I don't do just the philosophy about being bon vivant. I work out. I mean, like I'm healthy. I work out at least three times a week. That's something. But otherwise, Mentally, every morning when I wake up, I think about my day or my, my past day, and I try to find some one at least one positive thing about it, and I build my day around that. So I'm happy because like everything is not always peachy and you know like sunshine and <laughs> rainbows. It's not that. So that helps me really to to be able to continue with my day and to be happy. And also, I. Even sometimes, even if I don't want to be, I push myself to socialize because I, I think that a lot of people are 
have tendency when they're a bit down to stay home. I mean, if you stay home, you're going to get even more, more depressed, more down. So it's better to go out and to change your mind. And uh, otherwise, what I do, it's like I pay at least one compliment per day, every day to someone. At least one, because like it makes their day. You know, like even if I see a friend who didn't even, maybe she didn't lose weight, but she looks good. I'm like, oh my God, you look amazing. It makes their day and they feel better about themselves. So these are like the little things that I do. But otherwise, I try to eat right. When I say eat right, it's not eating only quinoa and kale because like it's fashion. Eat good food that makes me feel happy. You know, the title of my book is you, If You Are What You Eat. So I have to eat happy food to be happy. And if I eat a pizza, my body is not very happy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> or fried food or processed food. You know what I mean? It's oh, like, yeah. It, it makes me feel bad. Well, you have a <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a, a, a section in your book which really surprised me because I don't see this a lot. And ladies and gentlemen, you've got to hear this. So I'm, I'm going through your book and I see the title, Clean Your Friends, Get Rid of the Bad Seeds. What is that all about? You know, you always have that friend who pushes you to do bad things. When I was a kid, my mom was like, I call it bad seed because my mom used to tell me, oh, this, this one, this friend, like, don't, don't, don't see this friend. She's a bad seed. Like, you make, you do crazy things with her. But with, with time, I understand what she meant. It's like, I always, we always have these friends who are around us who doesn't support us. For example, if I want to be, I'm not saying don't get on a diet. And I'm, I'm not saying don't do this, don't do that. But what I'm saying is like, don't get on everyone's diet. And if for you, for example, eating low carb works, don't let anyone tell you, no, this is bullshit. You have to do this. You have to eat. You know what I mean? It's oh, like you yeah. have to stop listening to people around you and stop listening to those friends. Or if, if you are on a health kick, I'm not going to say a diet, tell you, ah, oh, it's okay. Have a drink. No, you decided to not have a drink. You have to have friends who support you in your new journey. And actually you have to inspire them and not let them inspire you in a bad way. I completely so agree with that. that you have to get rid of. Well, yeah, exactly. And you know, you've listed and I'm going to call them go I'm going to go ahead and call these some bad seeds because you had listed a few things in your book that we need to stop paying attention to TV commercials. We need to stop paying attention to uh, ads and magazines and even some of our friends telling us things because a lot of that stuff is all make, you know, all of that is make believe it's all Photoshop and they're not, it's not real. And I mean, they even take Kardashians and make them even skinnier than they really are. So we need to realize that if we see things visually, it's not what it appears, and we need to be paying attention to ourselves. And in the end, it's all you know. It's going to be about us, and we need to make sure that our journey is a healthy lifestyle, and to add happiness to it each and every single day. Exactly, and you know, it's like on the beach. I notice it's like there is not one single woman who's happy about her body, and like there are women like they have like that gorgeous bodies but they're like not happy because i don't know they have a little thing here little thing there so there is no end it's like we have to stop comparing ourselves to the others you know and just say okay this is who i am accept me or no but i accept myself <laughs> i love that now what is the next step for the bon vivant girl um my next step is to write another book 
a, a second, third, and fourth book. <laughs> I have so many things to say. I have to, you know, like focus on one. But I think my second book is going to be all about happiness. Because when I started to write the first book, I had lost all this weight. And all my friends asked me, how did you do it? How did you give us your diet? I said, it's not a diet. And I said, you know what? Let me write about it. And while writing about it, how I lost the weight, I noticed that I was not, I didn't really care about losing the weight, but I really cared about being happy. So I think the logical second book will be about happiness and just finding happiness in everything in life. Now, where can everybody find your book? Uh, my book is on all Amazons. They can have the Kindle version or the, the paperback version. Uh, they can go to my website as well, thebonvivantgirl.com, and they can buy it from there as well. And yeah, so this that's where they can find my book. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you one thing. Uh, Nathalie's book is absolutely fantastic. I, I rate it at the top of my list for a health and lifestyle. I don't even want to call it a diet book, but if you're trying to lose weight and you want to be happy at the same time while you're doing it and having guidelines that will help you, uh, this is the book to get. There is no other book out there. If, you know, if, if you've done keto, paleo, you've done juicing, you name it, and you, you're still not happy. Get on Amazon, look up, if you are what you eat, should I eat a skinny girl, then that's the book you need. It's tips and advice about losing the weight without losing your appetite for life. And that's what it's all about. So ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds, rate the show on iTunes, and I thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. And now you can download our show on Spotify, so look up Dr. Bond's Life Changing Wellness. You can learn more about me at DrWardBond.com. Thank you for listening to the show. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.